I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now, the Oklahoma Sooners are abusive to animals, uh, beating up on bears and bulldogs all weekend. And I know the Buckeyes got us, but man, that was a hell of a weekend. Brandon, that was uh, an amazing trip we had, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I think it was a phenomenal trip. I uh, I think just from the get-go, pulling up to the stadium was, I didn't look at pictures beforehand. It was nothing what I thought it was going to be like. It had like a, a Cape Cod architecture and uh, very odd in, in the middle of Frisco, but it, it was, you know, one of the, you know, I would say more interesting minor league ballparks I've ever seen. And uh, it really kind of set, set up the weekend for uh, really good baseball. No, man, it was uh absolutely incredible weekend getting to hang out with everybody, having the uh, Berm buddies out there, Maddie, Maddie Harsh and uh, uh, you and your wife in my, in my wife, just a awesome weekend. And uh, getting to hang out with the crooks there on uh, Friday night and having a good time with them. And uh, just a uh, special shout out to, uh, you know, hashtag Jimmy Barrels himself for uh, giving us or giving me that that bad. It's actually right behind me right now. I'm going to keep it for home defense right now and eventually it'll get mounted on my wall. But uh, no, they got a gift for you too, didn't they? Yeah, no, I got a, a signed ball, and yeah, I mean, you can't say enough about about the crooks, and uh, you know, I think it's one of those things that we hope to continue to build as a, a kind of a fan base, or you know, the presentation at least of a fan base that allows parents and um, and guys to want to come back and stick around the program even after their kid graduated, and uh, still seemingly be invested, in, uh, and, and they're not the only ones, you know. I think we saw some former parents there. I think Treadway's dad was there. I think there's just more people maybe sticking around the program than there has been in the past, and uh, and that's really awesome to see. I hope we can continue that trend. Yeah, I really wish we had said hello to uh, Mr. Treadway. I'm sure he is just full of stories and awesome to talk baseball with. Uh, he looked like he was having a good time, though, and so I'm glad we uh, we left him alone. Yeah. I, and you know, it's not the only interaction you have, you know, we got to tailgate with actually out tailgated the sec, uh, by the way, for, um, anyone that might be wondering if, you know, how are we going to make that jump to the sec? I think it's going to be on the back. Well, unfortunately he's not going to be here anymore, but Aaron Nicholas puts on a heck of a tailgate. No, uh, the, the, what was it? The toaster Phillies that he made? Oh man. Man, those were lights out, man. That's next level. I told you, I got to get that man a uh, mayor of Flavortown OU baseball jersey. Oh, uh, yeah. It was good stuff all the way around. But, uh, you know, there was multiple tents up and kept looking around for the Mississippi State fans to be tailgating. And there was uh, not much to be found. So we, we beat them on the field and off the field. No, we, we most definitely out SEC'd the SEC this weekend. It was... Uh, an incredible time. I can't emphasize how well that, uh, that, I mean, call it a festival or, uh, they, they keep calling it a tournament, but it's not really a tournament. It's more of a festival. And, uh, as much as envious, in, sorry, envious of that, uh, championship belt that they gave out at the end. I, uh, I think we had a really good, good weekend on and off the, the baseball field. Uh, you know, we also, uh, got to hang out with the, uh, Jamie hits parents a little bit there at, uh, Hutchins. That barbecue joint we went to on uh, on Saturday, yeah, and and that's what a, something else I was going to say is you know it's not just one or two encounters, and I think that's what's cool about college baseball. It's a lot more accessible. 
Um, probably something you don't really see a lot of if, you know, you, you travel to a football game or uh, maybe even a basketball game, you know, you're not getting that weekend experience and there's not really opportunities for interaction like there are in, in baseball, which I think makes it uh, that much more fun. So, yeah, no, if we sat here long enough, I'm sure I could name, you know, probably five more sets of parents that we got to interact with uh, Jet Load's dad, uh, Gary Calhoun, Aaron Calhoun's father. Uh, I mean, there's just a ton of them. And you're right. The the opportunity to get to interact with these guys uh, and, you know, interact with their parents and get to kind of know who they are off the field a little bit. That's that's fantastic, man. It was just a great experience all, all around. And uh, I, I hope we get to do something like that again. You know, I've never been big on traveling from for, for uh, away sporting events. You know, I hate to label myself a poor, but sometimes I feel that way because I just can't validate uh, spending that kind of money on stuff. But man, was every dime I spent this last weekend worth it. And I came away with a new pair of pit vipers on top of that. So <laughs> it was great, man. It was great. But on uh, on that note, why don't we uh, why don't we get started? Welcome to the Oklahoma Baseball Experience. I'm JB, he's Schultze, and we've got the Wise Guy. We're your one-stop shop for everything Sooner Baseball. So join us as we descend into chaos. Uh, obviously some great baseball those first couple days. Um, it looked like great weather. Uh, I'm guessing it was just perfect baseball weather down there for you guys. Yeah, no, man, the weather was fantastic all weekend long. On the broadcast, uh, that's all they talked about. They just kept saying, this is perfect baseball weather. Um, you saw all the kids and people out on the berms. It just it looked like um, just a great atmosphere and, and a great great weather, especially for early in the season, which you're going to get that going down south of Texas. But, no, it was enjoyable to watch. I watched um, all three games. I was kind of in and out on the Sunday game. Had some uh, family birthday party going on over at our house. I was kind of in and out on that one. But, Man, the the Friday night and Saturday um, game those were those were exciting to watch. Um, especially that first one, you kind of had to grind it out a little bit. Um, obviously, feel terrible for that for that pitcher pitcher that got hurt, um, Ian May, because he was off to a, a really good start this season and off to a good start in that game. So you feel feel terrible for him um, on that injury. But it, it was good to see the guys fight um, in that game. And then same thing with Mississippi State. Man, they just came out ready to go and they just put good at bat after good at bat together. Um, did give up a few runs, but man, the offense just was keep hammering away all weekend long. And that was, that was really good to see. No, man, this was uh, Dakota Harris's weekend to, to shine. I mean, the kid went absolutely nuts. I think he was 10 for 17 with six, six RBIs, uh, you know, just a, a, a fun product that kid's putting out right now. You know, I think he's, what, 22 for 54 or something like that, batting 407, and went off today again. I mean, we you know we can get some of these kids going that are, uh, you know, we've already got Dakota going. We've already got, you know, uh, 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 Jackson Nicholas going. But you get, you know, you get your uh, banana ball going with Madrin. And the ceiling for this team is gonna is is pretty high, but no, all weekend long, we were putting the bat on the ball. 
I, I, you know, I think we had some really uh, high points as far as pitching, you know, in, in some areas, but we had some low points as well. But as far as offensive offense goes, man, we were getting after it, always putting pressure on. I think that this was probably the most chaotic set of baseball we've had so far this year. It was, uh, it was fun to watch, and I'm looking forward to more as we as we keep going. Jackson Nicholas out really got it going this weekend too. I think that it it showed itself again today. So he might have found a groove as well. But you know, when you hit two bombs on on Friday, you know you're going to have a good weekend. And no, I even in the loss to Ohio State, Johnny, you you're absolutely right. There was just guys on base constantly, and you know, there's going to be some games where you're not going to get them in as much as you'd like, and you're going to have those you know, high left on base numbers. But when you have guys, multiple guys that are, you know, sitting around 500 on base percentage, you know, you're not going to get them in all the time, but you're going to constantly have that threat. And I think that's what wears teams out. You know, and we mentioned this about the Abilene Christian game, you know, you play that this game a couple weeks from now, and I think there's a different outcome. I know we can't predict the future, but I mean, you can see that there is a, a and I'm sorry, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my train of thought as far as what words to use here, but the focus on getting better and, you know, focusing on, on uh, playing against the baseball, like Skip likes to say, you can see that that is really starting to come into line, that they are starting to, to I mean, not that they haven't bought in already, but it's all starting to, to come together as far as, you know, seeing these kids come alive. Cause I mean, Jackson Nicholas starting off the season pretty slow, you know, you get him going, you get uh, Dakota going, you get Madrin going, you get uh spike going. It, it's going to be fun from here on out. I hate to, to say that, but we're going to start seeing some, some good baseball. We might see a, a lull, you know, at some point during the year or during the rest of the year, but these guys, I mean, that was some pressure filled baseball. And you like to see the, that they get in those situations so that when we get into it again, we it might be a different outcome. Because, I mean, frankly, I like the fact that we were, were in that situation on Sunday. Do I like the fact that we lost? No. But could we have won? It had, you know, had things been different? Sure. But it, we just fell short. You can't, can't blame them for anything other than, you know, uh, you know, making mistakes or whatever. But Ohio State. They really put together a, a decent ball game. You know, watching them at the beginning of that game, I thought maybe we might might overwhelm them. You know, we just have a little bit more talent on our side. I mean, we got a lot more talent on our side. I'm not not going to put anybody down there, but I really thought that we were going to overwhelm them. And it, you know, baseball happened, and we uh, ended up falling short. Yeah, the 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 one thing that I know you guys wouldn't have listened to because you guys were obviously at the game, but listening to the broadcast, I think the thing that the I think it was Rooney. I can't remember the other guy that was in the booth with them, but the thing that they kept mentioning is that this is one of the most dynamic offenses on the country. And they see a lot of good baseball, see a lot of teams in the fall, but they just caught, kept talking about the pressure that this offense is going to put on um, the team each and every game and just the athleticism that the whole lineup brings. And they were, they were very high on Oklahoma. There's no doubt about that um, throughout the weekend. Obviously they played well this weekend, but just looking at the pieces they had, they, they definitely think there could be um, some some good uh, some good runs throughout this season for this team, and I think I think you you see it. You just look at the averages so far this year. Um, obviously, you got McKenzie and 
Dakota Harris and Jackson now hitting it well, but you have these young guys that a lot of times the freshmen, it takes a little bit to get going kind of like we saw last year with our guys. But I mean, Rocco and Easton are both hitting above 320. I mean, Easton's hitting above 400 right now, and that's starting 11 of 12 games. So you see these guys that are hitting well. We have five guys over 300 right now, but then you have two guys that were part of the nucleus that you thought coming in the year, Wallace Clark and Spikerman. And then you have Bryce Madrin, who everyone thought was probably going to be the top hitter on the team. And those are three of your bottom four guys in the lineup. And it's just going to take a little bit of time, but they're going to get going. Um, and this is going to be a very scary lineup. There, I, I have no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, anytime you got a freshman who comes out and gets eight RBIs on the weekend, you know, Carmichael is going nuts right now. And, you know, I think there was a little bit of concern that the game might be a little fast for him when the season started. And I think that's probably why we, we've we heard some rumblings about how, uh, you know, Wally might be seeing some time behind the plate. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, Easton's got that spot locked up. And, you know, we want depth there for sure. But our freshmen, we've got another another set of freshmen that are, are going nuts. I mean, Rocco and Powell had great weekends. You know, Car- like we said, Carmichael had had a great weekend. You know, those kids from OSU, they got the, uh, you know, the weekly superlatives from the Big 12. But, I mean, you could easily, easily swap them out with uh, with Dakota Harris. Or, you know, even Carmichael could have had a shot at, at that newcomer of the week spot. But, no, you're exactly right, man. These uh, our, our young guns are, are are shining for sure. You know, how about Carter Campbell this weekend, man? He looks sharp. He looked real sharp. He's looked sharp all year, and I, I'm not sure if this will happen. I don't know. Um, I, I I don't think we've seen it really, um, except for, of course, Cade Wharton last year. But, man, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen if we don't get more consistency and depth out of starting pitching if, if he doesn't make a move to the weekend rotation. You know, I, there was uh, talk before the season started that he might have one of those spots, you know, locked up for, or, you know, available to him just because he had a really, really great fall. And, I, you know, I could definitely see it. I could see him slipping into one of those roles. You know, I I, I really want to know what's going on with Will Carson right now, why he didn't end up starting this weekend. But, uh, no, I could I could definitely see Carmichael on a in a weekend role. But, yeah, you're right. If we can't, can't find some, uh, you know, a little bit more depth as far as going deeper in games out of our starting pitching. That might be where we need to, to find some, uh, some even ground because that, that might cause some trouble later on in the year. I'm trying to look here. I, I think Braxton Braxton's had some, some decent innings. Um, it's just the consistency that's kind of been problematic. So, but you know, Carson kill Davis, um, you know, I think, the thing about the offense, though, is that you don't, you know, you don't have to go well it, when it's running like it is right now. At the beginning of the year, there was some pressure, but you know, you don't have to go out and pitch and shut out. Um, you, you just got to minimize damage. So I think that's something that I don't know. Maybe maybe guys haven't gotten used to. I don't know. Maybe pitching starts realizing that the offense is going to put up 10 runs a game and relaxes a little bit. I don't know if that point comes or not, but I'm hoping to see that here soon. Yeah, man. No, was it uh who started today versus UNLV? Uh, Gray, uh, Gray Harrison. I thought he looked, looked pretty good in his, his, his start. I mean, would we make it to the fifth without giving up a run or six mm-hmm. without giving up a run, maintain that shutout and, 
I mean, UNLV is not exactly a world beater, but they're they're not a bad club by any means. But uh, no, that I mean, all all we can do is get these guys out there, find that that good mix for starting pitchers, and I have no doubt that Skip, you know, in his uh, his wisdom as far as being a pitching guru, he'll find those guys that need to be out there. And you know, some of it's some of these guys are a little tight right now. You know, we've got Jamie Hitt, who's not necessarily nursing injuries, trying to come back from, uh, you know, a little tender elbow, a little tendonitis there. You know, and his workload is not not uh, you know real heavy. We can't give him a whole lot right now. But once you get him back in order, I think he's going to start looking be able to help us out a lot. Uh, I think you're going to see the weekend get shuffled a little bit here pretty soon if we don't start finding some consistency, like you said. Uh, I think Douthat is one of those guys who needs to stay there in the weekend. I think he's had some nice innings. I think he had a really good start against uh, Ryder, if, if I'm not wrong. But uh, no, I think pitch, starting pitching is definitely something we need to start focusing on right now. Not that you know they've been... Uh, neglecting it it's just something that needs to improve yeah i think there's there's no doubt about that i would say right now if you're looking at these first um how many is it 12 games of the season i would say starting pitching has kind of been, been the weakness I, I would say um it's shaping up i mean the arms in the pen it's kind of starting to shape up where you see like kind of like they had last year with they had their seventh eighth ninth inning guys and you're starting to see some guys like carter campbell lotus um, some of the um, Carson Atwood, some of those guys step up that could be a very solid um, back part of the game. So sixth inning through ninth inning, kind of finish it off. We just got to get those guys that can get out there and give us five, six um, solid innings, um, give up not many runs, let us get a lead, and then um, go hammer it out to win the game. Um, so you're starting to see some of those bullpen guys. We just got to get, like you said, more more consistent um, starts um, just all around to help us out better better starts in games um, overall as a team, not just on the mound, but um, those guys getting off to a good start will really help this team get going, I think. Did, did Sunloff have a clean inning today against UL, UNLV? I, I saw he came in and then I had to go go to a meeting. Looks like he pitched two-thirds of an inning, one hit, one strikeout. And, yeah, that was it. No I felt like he had – his other appearance, he was absolutely dominant. And I've been wondering why we haven't seen more. I'd like to see more from him. But I, I think that goes into the, Alex, what you were talking about. I think there might be some depth in the bullpen that we haven't had in a couple of years that that skip. And maybe that's why we're seeing, you know, some of the starting pitching go a little, little longer or maybe not have as short of a hook, especially, well, obviously you're trying to get pitch counts up early in the year, but uh, we're also seeing multiple guys thrown. And I, I think there's going to be a lot of depth come back into conference from the bullpen. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, I think if I not, don't recall watch, I mean, I watched that whole game today. I stepped out for just a few, few moments to go into the kitchen and do some dishes. So <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that I I remember watching Colton pitch, and I thought he had a, a pretty solid inning because he picked up Gray, uh, Gray Thomas there at the end, and you know another another point is Jet had another good outing today. Jet Lotus, I th- I think that that's one of our kids that you may see get moved to another spot as well instead of a, a reliever. And, and yeah, no, you're right about the depth in our bullpen, yeah, but if we start moving them to starters, I mean, I don't. 
mean, that may be dumb to say as far as our, our depth waning is if we have to move them to starting spots. But I still think we that our pitching staff is one of our stronger suits at this point in the season. Uh, you know, Alex just said we're 12 games in. I mean, that's a quarter of the way through the year. This thing's cooking. We're, we're, we're blowing through the season right now. So I need it to slow down a little bit. That is weird to think. It's a quarter of the way done. It feels like it just started last week. You know, my wife was saying that earlier today, and I'm like, man, we, we hopefully we'll be playing through June. Yeah. Surely we're not a quarter of the way through. It I mean, I guess regu- regular season. Yeah, it goes fast. Um, touching on tonight's game, what do you guys think of that one? I mean, obviously, very uh, the game was going at a very quick pace there through six innings, and all of a sudden, here comes the scoring. Uh, but uh, no, it was good to see the offense there get going in the sixth. It was huge uh, pinch hit from Easton um, to come in, get a knock, and then they just kind of got a roll in there the rest of the game on offense. And yeah, no, we got that group text, and you, I think you said it, Alex. That was a, a very grown up, or was it you, Brandon? I'm sorry, one of y'all said it. Very grown up at grown up at bat or mature at bat by him. Yeah, you can. Did- didn't he, he kind of, kind of worked the count a little bit. Did I? I can't remember. Did he take it the other way? No, he pulled it uh, between Did short and third it? line drive right in front of left field. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's certainly a situation where you don't typically see other teams pinch hit a freshman in, but also you know, you got a guy that comes in there just doesn't try to do too much, and that's usually what a freshman is going to try and do is go in there and swing big, maybe try to do something big. And, and, you know, that, like I said, that's just a very professional at bat right there. Just go in, don't try to do too much, do a job. And uh, it was something that no one could break through in that game. And you know, he's the one to do it. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure all of that was with two outs. It was. Yep. Cause he got the, he came into pinch hit and he got the RBI and then um, Rocco, came in, he got a two RBI single to right field. So two freshmen coming in with two outs to, to get the scoring going. No, Wally wouldn't hurt, was he? Why did we end up pinch hitting for him? Do we know? I don't know. They they didn't say anything on the on the broadcast, I don't think, in regards to him being hurt. Yeah, I didn't hear Toby say anything. All I know is that uh, Carmichael came in and immediately went three for three. So no, it's a quality, uh, a quality roster move there by Skip. I mean, mm-hmm. that's got to be hard to pinch hit for Wally, especially if he's fully healthy. But yeah. no, I mean, another offensive explosion today. I mean, you got, got uh, Jack going th- four for four. You got Carmichael going three for three. Yeah, Madrin with four RBIs, and then Dakota yeah. Harris with another two hits. So starting to see Madrin get going a little bit the last weekend and then today, and then obviously Dakota Harris stayed hot. Um, which, yeah, this, this offense, get all these guys going. It, it's a scary thing. Um, they can put up runs in a hurry, as you saw those last three innings, putting up 11 runs. It was, a, it was an awesome game to watch today, for sure. A lot of, uh, a lot of firepower. That uh, last inning definitely left something to be desired. I think Skip was giving uh, Toby a hard time in the postgame because he said, uh, Skip, you know, I'm sure you're not real happy about that last inning. And he said, what am, what am I supposed to not be happy about, Toby? <laughs> Can you tell I me? Didn't, I didn't hear the post game. Yeah. 
no, he's a uh, he's he's a bit of a, a turd when it comes to talking to to Toby. Sometimes he likes to give him a hard time. I yeah. think it's hilarious. Outside of that last inning, it was a great performance by the pitching staff today. I mean, oh, yeah. through the first eight innings, we only gave up four hits. Um, Gray Harrison, you know, four innings, he didn't give up a hit. He did have the three walks and five strikeouts, but if he can get the walks down and he had a hit by pitch as well. But, yeah, great start for him, especially in a midweek when you're not really expected to go six, seven innings, um, get get through four innings and um, put, us in, put the team in a position to win. Um, he did a great job, and then obviously – Hit came in, two innings, no runs, couple strikeouts. Lotus, same thing, two innings, couple hits, two strikeouts. Um, so just overall, good job, good work from those guys out of the pen today. I like that we put Jamie back out there again mm-hmm. and let him uh let him work through some things. Like we said, his you know, the load that we can put on him right now is not not a whole lot. But what he did today I think was uh quite commendable you know, to turn around from, from the weekend. Cause I think he got, got racked around a little bit. Maybe, uh, I think he had a f- quite a, f- he had a few walks, didn't he, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah. He, his stuff was just not, he just wasn't there this weekend, no. but, but yeah, to turn around and have a, a good day today, uh, that's all you can do. You know, baby steps, man. That's, that's all he needs to, to focus on. No doubt. I'd be interested to talk to uh, a starting or just a pitcher in general and find out like, does their put away pitch get better throughout the year? I think Johnny, we were talking about that this weekend. Like we we were getting to one, two, Oh two real quickly, but then we're at times we're struggling to find that put away pitch. Is that something that you kind of refine throughout the year or uh, it's just some, some weekends it's there, some weekends it's not. No, you're you're right, man. When we were talking about this, definitely talking about this weekend, especially Sunday, we were getting a a lot of guys in you know two strike counts, one two 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 o oh, two, and then giving up a, a, a you know a costly base hit here and there, and you know that'll that that can be terrible. That can definitely not win you a lot of ball games if you're not able to put people away. But uh, I mean, I, I am not the person to answer that question as far as put away pitches go as far as it getting stronger throughout the year, as far as D one pitchers. Cause I have never been one, but I, I, I do feel like we have seen some, uh, what do you want to call it? Excitement out of our pitchers at times, but we just don't have that, you know, killer instinct or killer, killer mentality. And I think once that really starts to shine through, that's another aspect that's going to make this team deadly. Well, we've got another game tomorrow. Well, I don't know when this is actually going to be aired. So UNLV tomorrow looking to do the same thing. I think their pitching staff has been their kind of bugaboo. Uh, it's a it's a great series to just go out there and try to score a million runs and get guys going. Um, and I think that's a, a great thing about a midweek game. I was kind of hoping that we were going to play UT Arlington midweek last week because I thought that'd be a great kind of tune-up game for the the weekend but they didn't need it uh but tomorrow's another good opportunity to go out there put up double digit runs and and move into Houston yeah you hit the nail on the head I mean just before before tonight I kind of looked into UNLV a little bit um and I mean their team ERA is 7.19 and opponents are hitting 327 against them before tonight they'd already given up 136 hits on the on the on the season so there is a lot of offense to go around and as far as it goes on defense I mean they're 
they've given up before tonight as well, 20 of 21 on stolen bases for other teams this year. So obviously we get those guys on base. There's going to be plenty of opportunity to run. And then the team's also averaging over two errors a game. They had 26 errors on the season before tonight, and I think they had three more tonight. So get guys on base, put the ball in play. Good things are going to happen. There, there's going to be an opportunity to score a lot more runs again tomorrow. Um, just got to put together the good at-bats. Yeah, no, this is – I think this is a, a good week for us to kind of get that win column up there a little bit. I, you know, UNLV, I'm, I don't think they're a bad squad, but it's a team that we can possibly impose our will on a little bit like we did today. And hopefully tomorrow it's uh, more of the same. You know, I can't wait to see uh, the bigger Carmichael come out and see what he's got for us. I, I really like – really enjoy watching that kid pitch. Uh, especially when he's getting to pitch to his brother, because that's just a, a neat aspect of that. But no, uh, you know, we, we've got Houston on coming coming up this weekend, so a good chance for us to go, uh, you know, five and zero on on the week. Uh, hopefully, we get that game in tomorrow, weather permitting. I mean, it's I can't hear it right now, but earlier it was raining cats and dogs, and I know we got a turf field, but I mean, I've not heard good things about the weather forecast for tomorrow, so. I I don't know if I'd be surprised if we play it, but hopefully we do get it in. Chance of it moving. What what time is it supposed to be at tomorrow? Is it one again? One. one. Yeah, yeah. It was already scheduled at one. I hope they get it in. You'd like to have those games uh, to get those wins up because I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to make that one up with a team with the UNLV team. Yeah, um, no, and we we can't cancel many games this early in the season because if you know if we're gonna pull a Texas A&M later in the year and start canceling those mid-majors. We're going to have to save some of those up. Well, yeah, and the thing is we we need those games. I mean, for the pitching staff, like that's kind of for some of those guys that maybe don't get as many innings on the weekend, it's kind of like their audition. That's their chance to show what they have to get the chances on the weekend to become a big part of this rotation. So we need all those midweek games we can get to to see what we have in the bullpen, how they're progressing throughout the season. So it's huge, especially early in the season, to have those games uh, to get a feel for what you have and who's going to contribute going forward. Yeah. That's a great segue into talking about the weekend, I think, because when you talk about picking up wins, you know, when I look at seasons and I try to, you know, think about like where, where should we be at and then what have we given away? And in my mind, I feel like we probably, if you were to like, when we were going back and look at the season, you look at, if we were to just take a snapshot of, you know, some of the, the first 12, 13 games, you know, you probably look to be three losses right now. We've got five. We've kind of given away two more losses than where we should be. I really think this is a great weekend to pick one of those back up. Um, you know, Houston is kind of struggling maybe more than I thought they would be this year. They're a very vulnerable team. Uh, again, that's why I really hope we play tomorrow because I think UNLV is a very beatable team. But, you know, you could look at this weekend and, and this weekend picking up five wins and being kind of right where you should be at this point in the season. No, I totally agree. And it's a good chance for us to get back to where we need to be a little bit more comfortable in the, the win-loss column, you know, uh, especially because we've got you know, pretty – it doesn't get much easier from here on out. Uh, got a pretty salty Wichita State team coming up next week, and then it's headlong into conference after that. So yeah, no, I would I would love for us to to like I said earlier, impose our will on these guys. Houston is usually a pretty uh, you know one of those programs that kind of sticks in people's sides. 
not usually a, a powerhouse, but they, you know, they're a regional contender most years. And it's pretty surprising that they're having the year they're having. So you're right. You no, know, I would, I would like for us to get out there and, and, you know, pad that, that win column while we can not saying that, you know, losses are going to be abound the rest of the way, but you want to win the games that you're supposed to. Yeah, definitely. A, a great opportunity this weekend. Um, like we were talking about this Houston team. So Houston, they're, uh, I would assume going to be five and seven after tonight's game. They're currently playing Prairie View A and M, and they were up twelve one at the end of the six. So I would assume they're going to hold on to that one. So five and seven record. Um, they did open up the season with a team we just played this weekend. They played Cal opening weekend. Um, they lost two or three against Cal, um, and then they they had a midweek loss to two. They scored two runs and lost two to twelve against UTSA, which is a, is a tough loss. Um, and then. They just had a tournament in Corpus, not this weekend, but the one before, um, where they went out there and beat Utah, um, lost to AM Corpus Christi, and also lost to Incarnate Word. Um, and then this last weekend, they played uh, Texas Rio Grande Valley. Um, they lost two or three in that series as well. So, like you said, they are struggling. They, they're one win. They won seven, five, and 13 innings, and they lost five to 13, and they lost a zero to one game on Sunday. So, Struggling a little bit, getting a little confidence maybe on the offense tonight um, with Prairie View A&M, who I can't imagine is a, a very good ball club. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of the synopsis of the the Houston team so far this season. Yeah, I mean, I hate to badmouth anybody, but good gosh, getting run-ruled by Texas A&M Corpus, Corpus Christi. <laughs> that's, a, that's a rough go for sure. That and, yeah, UTSA, I mean, 12-2 to loss in midweek. Oh, heavens. Yeah, uh, run rolled twice. Man, that is that is definitely rough. So definitely definitely an opportunity, I think, if we just play our baseball, um, not worry about our opponent, but worry about what we can control. I think we have superior athletes, uh, better baseball players, and just I think everything will take care of itself if we just go down there and grind out some at-bats and um, just if we're in the strike zone, not giving up free bases, I think – I think it could be a very good weekend. I think a sweep is definitely um, very possible. Now, as far as Houston goes, is there anybody of note that we need to be worried about as far as uh, big bats? So as far as the, on the offense, they've struggled as a team hitting. Um, hitting 236 as a team, uh, they have 106 strikeouts offensively. They have five guys that have struck out 10 or more times so far. Um, so <laughs> they strike out quite a bit. Uh, a couple of names. Um, guys that are hitting for, for good average, Cameron Nickens, their out, outfielder, hitting 345 on the year, 10 for 29. Um, he's one of those guys that has 13 strikeouts, though. Um, their utility player, Alex Lopez, hitting 342, 13 for 38, um, getting on base quite a bit, a 447 on base percentage. Um, and then one other guy, uh, actually two other guys, Brandon Burkle, uh, infielder, and outfielder Malachi Lott. Um, they, they seem to be the speedsters on the team. They're both five for five on stolen bases. This season as a team, they're 22 for 24 on stolen bases. So they have a little chaos of their own when they get on base, but um, they struggle to get on base. I mean, hitting 236. Um, so offensively, keep them off base and uh, we'll be just fine. Yeah, hopefully so we can a uh, confidence building weekend for our pitching staff. Get them out there, you know, get after these guys early, get ahead in counts. Hopefully we can have, uh, you know, that that. Uh, killer killer mentality in those uh when we're ahead in the count so yeah no i uh 
I totally agree. Well, and just looking this at this is... team, it's a team you can come right at because also they don't they don't seem to have much power at least early on in the season. They only have seven home runs on the season as a team, and slugging three forty, so not a whole lot of extra base hits as well. So it's definitely a team that you can come come right at and try to beat me with the long ball. We got some pretty fast guys in the outfield that can run down some fly balls. So I think you just come right at them and see how far you can hit it. And um, I think I think we'll be all right. Yeah, the their on-base percentage as well, and I think that goes back, Alex, what you said on the strikeouts. I mean, on-base percentage is 321 at, for, as a team. It, for reference, our OUs is you know, 429 currently, so that's over 100 points difference. And, you know, they're, they're not getting a lot of walks either. Um, there's a lot of guys that are under three, three or less walks on the year. Um, so... Yeah, I mean it's a man. It's a great opportunity to come out with with the sweep, and um, you know, like you said, they don't seem to be hitting it well, and they don't seem to be hitting it hard. So, you know, don't get yourself in any trouble, and just let them hit it. You guys think we see a little bit of different rotation this weekend, as far as OU is concerned? I think Hit uh, might get another shot. He had a pretty good start today or I mean a pretty good outing today I think he might get another shot at it maybe Sunday maybe this was his midweek work to kind of just his bullpen day um I can see him getting out there again yeah I I would like for them to continue to give him give him innings maybe uh continue to use him at that in that reliever spot until he's you know fully capable of uh you know taking taking on a starter's starter's uh load so yeah, no, I, I agree on him. I, I I'm hoping that Will Carson gets another another start this weekend. I think Dalvin it should should stay in the the weekend rotation for sure. Cale uh, Davis, I don't think there's really anything wrong with the kid. I think he's doing a doing a, a pretty serviceable job. I think he needs some some definitely needs some more uh, opportunities. I'm not ready to give up on him at all. But uh, I mean, if I wouldn't be surprised if we saw maybe they shift that that rotation around a bit. Maybe we see Douthat go Friday uh, and then keep uh, Carson on Saturday. Or if we need to give get him a little bit more rest so he can come back, see him go Sunday. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point here we see the starter from night, Gray Harrison, get an opportunity on the weekend if he kind of keeps doing what he's doing. He's off to, he's off to a good start. Now he threw 73 pitches, I believe, tonight. So this weekend may not... Probably won't start this weekend, but I could see him possibly maybe getting some more extended innings, uh, maybe another two, three inning outing. And then if he's good again in that, could see possibly setting up for the next weekend of getting maybe a Sunday start um, if he's nails again. Because, yeah, just looking at stats so far this year, I mean, he's he's doing really well. One of the, one of the guys that um, has been consistent each and, each and every outing, it seems. So um, it'd be nice, nice to see him possibly get a, another start and see how he does. I'd like to see us uh, nail down a closer. And I don't know if maybe if we end up shuffling the rotation a bit, one of those guys ends up taking that role. Uh, You know, another idea possibly is Jamie hit. If he could, if we give him a big enough load here and start working him into, to more to a bigger pitch, pitch load, he might be a serviceable closer. I think he's got that mentality. I think that, uh, you know, He's gotten a, a tad bit shook just because he's coming off of what he's coming off of, and but I think that that if you give him the opportunity, 
he's going to take it. And I think that he might be a decent option there at closer. But I mean, what do you guys think? Is there somebody who stands out that might be able to take that spot? Yeah, I, uh, I'm interested. So I think when, you know, we're talking about hit, it's not necessarily the stuff that's the problem. It's the, you know, innings on the arm right now, getting him worked back up. So that is a, a perfect reason why, you know, if his stuff's great, then, you know, in the closer role, you don't have to worry about ramping the innings up. Uh, as for who else could be, you know, it's kind of hard to remove those guys like Campbell and, and Lotus that are giving you solid innings um, it, as the guy kind of first out, you know, starter struggles, you can get three or four innings out of it. Seemingly either one of those guys. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, to me, Sunloft has had some of the best stuff, but he's just not getting the innings. So maybe he continues to get innings and continues to show out. I don't know. I think going back to like the weekend rotation though, I, I feel like I almost wish we had two more weekends before conference. Cause you feel like this is the last weekend, at least before you get to TCU, where you're going to tool around with anything in the starting rotation. But you never know. I mean, I feel like we've we've said that before. Like, I feel like there was some things before the Texas Tech series last year where we were like, oh well, I think everything's pretty much set, and then they they did something and it worked, and they used it throughout the. So I don't know. You never really know. I I feel like sometimes you take the conventional and throw it out the window. What about uh possibly Aaron Weber? Uh, he had a pretty solid, solid outing this weekend. I think that's another kid that's got a quality arm, uh, got a great head on his shoulders, his approach. I think that, that, that there are quite a few guys that might be able to handle that, that closer role. We just, uh, we got to find him. I, I do not think that we need to give up on Aaron Cal- Calhoun at all. No. I think that he's a quality arm. I think he's one of those kids that can come in, give you, uh, you know, a shutdown inning and get you to to another guy. You know, nobody wants to be that bridge the gap, but everybody has a role, and if he can do that, there's there's there is uh, innings to be had for him. Has he come out of the pen his last two appearances, or has he started clean? Because I think his first appearance he started with a clean inning. And I'm wondering if that, you know, you never know, but you always hear guys talk about, you know, some guys, you know, want to start games and they don't like coming out of the pen. Some, some guys couldn't start games. They prefer to come out of the pen. Some guys are never good if they have, you know, they just don't feel comfortable if there's runners on and they like starting a fresh inning. So I don't know. That's something to certainly kind of watch because he was lights out against Cal Baptist. No, he, he was, he definitely was. Well, should we get into the pitching for Houston this upcoming weekend? Yeah. Let's do it. So, uh, Houston pitching. So, as a team, they got a 6-7 ERA, giving up 113 hits and 58 walks over 91 in the third inning. Um, they do have 83 strikeouts. So, lots of hits, lots of walks um, so far this year. Uh, their go-to guy out of the bullpen is Maddox Miller. Um, got a 1.17 ERA in five appearances, one and no record, has eight strikeouts and 7.2 innings pitched. Um, he has the most most appearances and seems to be the guy that um, they go to when they need to lock it down. Um, as far as starters go, they've kind of kept the same starters um, through the first few weeks of the season. 
Um, Friday, looks like we're going to get Cade Satelli. I think that's how you say it. So it's a big 6'3 righty. Uh, he's got an 0-1 record in three starts, 12.2 innings pitched, allowing 11 hits, 11 walks, and nine strikeouts. Hey, he has hit three batters as well. Um, so quite a few walks and hit by pitch um, in the 12 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, trying to see notable starts so far because I kind of had some notes there. He started against Cal, Utah, and UT Rio Grande Valley. Um Looks like his longest start was this last one this weekend against UT Rio Grand Valley. Six innings pitch, seven hits. Only gave up two runs. Um, did have four walks and two hit batters though. So he'll he'll put some guys on base. Um, but that's that's a I think who we're looking at for Friday night starting. Um, They've hit nineteen guys as a team this yeah. year. That's a 19. few. That's that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, man. And that's and that's also with fifty eight walks. Yeah. yeah, be patient. So what is that? Seventy seven, seventy seven free passes, and ninety five in the third inning. And that's also they've given up one hundred thirteen hits. So that's got to be close to a what two whip. <laughs> so should be another good good weekend for for the offense. Um, looking ahead to Saturday, it looks like we'll probably get Tommy Egan. Uh, another righty, six foot righty. Um, his ERA on the season is ten point two four. No record. Nine point two innings pitch. Nineteen hits. Uh, has given up eleven earned runs, uh, four walks, and eight strikeouts on the season. Um, he, he's pitched against Cal, um, UIW, and U, UT Rio Grande Valley. A um, couple short starts against Cal. He only went two point one or two and a third inning pitch, and then against uh, Rio Grande Valley this last weekend. One and two-thirds innings pitch, you give up seven hits, three earned runs. So a rough start on Sunday. So um, he's had a couple of rough starts, so we may or may not see them. I don't know um, if they have other guys they might try out. But so far, that's kind of who they started on their Saturday games. But, yeah, two of the three starts have been been fairly rough. Um, and then last but not least, we're looking at Sunday, uh, Malachi Lott. He's actually also – don't recall which position he plays, but he's he's one of those guys. He has five for five on stolen bases this season on offense. So he plays he plays both ways, but he's been their Sunday starter. Um, he's a little guy, five nine lefty. So one of those guys that probably just thumbs it up there. Lots of off speed balls in the dirt, trying to get you to chase. Um, he does have an zero and two record in three starts, three point one two ERA. Um, he's throwing eight and two thirds innings pitched. 10 hits and three earned runs only has four strikeouts. So not a guy that's going to be overpowering um, and striking out a whole lot of guys, um, but hasn't given up too many earned runs. Um, has one start against UTSA, two innings pitched, only one earned run. Texas Southern in a midweek, uh, one and two thirds inning pitched, uh, two earned runs. So kind of a rough outing there. And then this last weekend was the first time he's kind of been extended. Um, and, and he threw five innings pitched, uh, giving up six hits, and only one earned run. So not a whole lot of earned runs and just a guy that we're going to have to be patient with it. It seems um, those guys are sometimes the, the toughest ones to hit the ones throwing the changeups and just kind of thumbing it up. there, making you wait on it, but that's your scouting report on Houston pitching. Yeah. They, they do also have three guys that are pitching sub two ERAs with multiple outings uh, over five innings. So might look to see them, you know, if they get a lead, in the sixth or seventh inning of a Friday or Saturday night game, 
you know, they might throw all three of those guys at you in the same game to try and pull out a win. So that'll be, that'll be interesting to see if they, if they get a lead. So more of the story is jump on the starting pitchers. And I think they may be in the same boat as us. I know we've lacked some consistency uh, from the starters, so they very well could be looking at who else do we have in this pen that may be um, able to start for us and get an opportunity. So um, they, they could shake it up a little bit, but just going off kind of what they've done so far this year, those are the guys we're, we're most likely looking at. Did you say that they've hit 19 batters? They have. They have hit 19 batters as a we've, team. We've been hit 14 times. That's a recipe for disaster, if you ask me. Better bring the Evo shield. <laughs> yeah, they've hit They've hit 19 guys in 11 games. Uh, how much did the game Joe get to watch today? Did y'all see KP get hit? I think it was a little later in the game. Yeah, he put he his le- elbow out. He leaned over it pretty good. He did. He did not sell that very well no. at all. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he leaned over it. Even Toby was saying that, that that was a good call. Oh yeah, right off the bat, there was no ifs, ands, or buts. It was, it was no doubt. I like the effort though. Oh yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get, definitely give him an A for effort on that. He needs to act a little better though. He didn't really oh, yeah. sell it. Yeah, you know, y'all. Uh, I don't. Y'all probably don't go back this far, but there used to be a guy for Arkansas. Uh, his last name was Walker, I believe. There is a pretty, it's a pretty viral video. It goes around every year around this time. And he, uh, it's, I think it's during a SEC tournament. And there's an inside pitch and it comes in on his elbow and it, it clearly does not hit him at all. But he falls or he turns around and acts like his elbow's about to fall off and that he's about to die and is screaming. And the umpire's like, get back in the box. Get back in the box, and Van Horn comes out, and there he's yelling at the umpire. In the very next pitch, he uh, swings and misses, big whiff, and then just lays into the umpire. Umpire immediately sends him out. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure the Van Horn gets thrown out, but it is one of the funniest things you'll ever see. It is the guy is just so dramatic about the whole thing. I'm I'm really glad that that KP didn't go that far, but you're right. We we do need a little bit better acting on that, but I thought it was pretty hilarious that he that he did that today. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. He needs to sell a little bit better. Yeah, 100%. But I think the only thing to note with the last thing to note with Houston is defensively they're pretty they're pretty good. Um they got a 968 fielding percentage. They've only made 13 errors on the season. Um but five of those are from their second baseman, Burkle. So if you're going to pick a guy to hit a ground ball to, I'd, I'd hit it to Burkle. Um, and then the, yeah, five errors so far. That's that's a rough start to the year um, in 12 games. Um, and then as far as obviously got to mention it with the chaos, we we try to put on the bases. They uh, Opponents are 19 for 24 on stolen bases this season. So quite a few steals. They've thrown out a couple guys, but um, – Chances are pretty good on stolen bases, especially with this with this group. So, needless to say, there will be a chaos abound this weekend. Needless to say, I mean, I mean, what we just went through is they can't hit, they don't pitch very well, and they don't throw runners out. <laughs> so, so how can we not sweep? You know, yeah. Why not? <laughs> it's baseball. It's baseball. They'll probably come out and play like it's the World Series this weekend. Oh, you're you're not wrong, man. They're probably actually when this goes out, they're probably going to end up playing this in their locker room before the game. We can't hit. We can't. <laughs> we hit everybody. Motivation. Bulletin board material. Who what, is this, Alex Wise? 
They've, uh, they've thrown eight different guys so far tonight. Eight guys in eight innings. That is a Johnny Hole staff game if I've ever seen one. That is, no doubt. Fellas, I appreciate your your uh, preview of the weekend. I think that, you know, this like we've said before, it's another great opportunity for us to pad that win column a little bit, especially heading into to the Wichita State game and in, in, uh, conference next weekend with TCU. Uh, so, like I said, really appreciate that. You guys are always full of full of information. You do a lot more research than I do, that is for sure. I'm here for the uh, entertainment value, and you guys really do bring the bring the numbers. So, great job as as always, uh, Alex. You were uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, alumni weekend, didn't you? Yeah. So we got an email uh, from Varsity O um, today. Actually, um, I don't know how many alums. Um, listen to this podcast, but if you are listening, um, the details came out today. The alumni weekend is going to be the KU weekend, um, April 28th through um, the 30th. Um, they do have hotel blocks, so um, check your emails. If not, reach out to me on Twitter and I can forward you the email um, so you can get all registered and whatnot, RSVP. Um, but it looks like you're going to be going to the game on Friday. Um, there's going to be a pregame tailgate for the Saturday game. Um, the game's at three on Saturday. And then after the game, they're going to do a little post-game social um, at the Noun Hotel with the, with the coaches um, that are currently there and, and some, of the, some of the guys and the alumni are going to just get to have a good time. Some food and beverages will pre- be provided. So uh, be a good time to kick it with uh, some old friends, some old teammates, um, and just get back around the program, which I know uh, means a lot to these guys that are playing now. And Obviously, that's kind of my goal with this is to build the alumni base back up because obviously it's going to be a big transition going to the SEC. And you see a lot of alums going back to those and a lot of excitement around programs. And I'm hoping we can bring that back to Oklahoma. So um, if you're if you didn't get the email, like I said, reach out to me and I can help you get the information. Um, But would love to see everyone there and have it be a a big alumni weekend with a, a good turnout. You said that's going to be at the Noun Hotel? the the post game social will be yes after that saturday game man i'm i'm going to tell you that's a nice hotel they're really uh really going all, all out for you guys um that that's exciting for you y'all to be able to take part in that no it'll be it'll be good i'm excited about it i'm excited to um see some of the guys i played with but also meet some of the guys from some of the more recent teams but also some of those teams um further back before me um just to meet some of the guys and uh, expand the brotherhood a little bit that is Oklahoma baseball. Well, you know, that actually brings up a really good question. So I'm going to ask you two here. Of the players that you played with that could possibly come back for the alumni weekend, who are you most most looking forward to see? Man, put me on the spot. I'm going to hurt some feelings. Um, well, the tough part is a lot of guys I, like, I played with are still like in pro ball. Cause they're still, I mean, young enough. I'm, I'm going to be turning 30 actually that weekend, but a lot of the guys I played with were even a little bit younger than me are still playing pro ball, steel Walker, um, Sheldon still playing, um, Cody Thomas. A lot of those guys are still in minor league ball or in the big league. So it's going to be tough. They won't be able to make it obviously cause they'll be in season. But, um, I texted a few buddies once this came out to see if they were going, um, Jacob Evans, Kyle Mendenhall, Craig Aiken, um, some of those guys, uh, hoping to get them back. Hunter Haley, Stoney. So um, trying trying to rally the troops. So we'll see um, who, who can who can get over there. 
man, that's a who's who of baseball you just listed off right there. The old uh, the Stony and Mendenhall men. Oh yeah, I love those guys. That's some; those are some good ball players right there. I mean, everybody you just listed there is uh, incredible talent, great college athletes, man. That's awesome. Now, of the uh, people that you might meet, who I mean, this can just be hypothetical because I mean, who who knows who's going to show up? Is there any particular alumni that you didn't play with that you possibly uh, would want to meet? Shoot, I don't really really know who's going to be there. Um, probably just some of those guys off the 2010 team that went to the World Series just because I was old enough to like know kind of what's going on. Obviously, I was, I was in high school, so I was following it and um, was watching Oklahoma baseball and was in tune with it a little more than obviously further back. I was, I was quite a bit younger um, and maybe not following it as closely. So I would say some of those guys off that, that team um, but I think also just guys from like last year's team and some of the more recent teams since I played, uh, I know it's going to be a little bit more difficult because some of those guys are still playing, playing pro ball. So they won't be back. Um, that, that's kind of the hard part about doing it in the spring. I'm hoping they do one in the fall as well so that we can kind of get everyone back once the season's over, go to a football game, do all that. Um, cause I think have a much better turnout, um, just with guys not still being, not playing in their season for pro ball. So um, I guess not really in anyone in particular, um, just kind of meeting everybody um, that I haven't met before. Well, I tell you, if you get an opportunity to meet uh, Garrett Bouchel or uh, Cody Wren, if they make it from that 2010 team, mm-hmm. uh, I think they, I, Brent, we had a uh, Bobby Shore sighting this week, this last weekend. Yes, man. That did. is a, that was a hell of an arm for OU back, back in that day. Uh, but yeah, no, if you get a chance to meet, meet uh, Garrett Bouchel or, or Cody Wren, those two are some lively characters. I know that uh, you would have a lot of fun with them. No, for sure. Uh, what uh, what game are you guys? What do you guys usually do? You sit in the stands for the Friday the night game, and then you'll you'll be on the burn for what Saturday Sunday games. Yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know, man. I I like doing that the way the way that is, but I also like sitting out on the berm as well. So. I, you're, you're probably right that we'll be in on Friday and then back out on Saturday. I think that once the uh, pizza parties start, we definitely will will be doing that. But every time I sit inside, I have a blast. Yeah. And I'm, but I always am missing the berm. So I'm like, what am I missing out out there? You know, missing out, missing out there. But then when I sit out on the berms, I want to get back to my seat so I can heckle the the visiting batters because my seats are right there by the. Uh, visiting on deck circle and it is quite quite fun ruining yeah. those those kids lives <laughs> i would guess just looking at kind of this here I would, I would assume the friday night game my wife's gonna come with me so we'll probably sit in the stands for that 6 30 p.m game but saturday with the tailgate being right before the game we may just hang out out there on the berm and hang with all you guys and then go to the social after that may be kind of the hang out on the berm name i hang out on the berm game i think that uh that saturday i don't i don't know that we'll make it this sunday it's like a 2 p.m. start, and we got a four-and-a-half-hour drive home, get back to the kiddos, so I don't know that we'll make it. We may be listening to that one on the in the car. Oh, it happens, man. I totally, totally understand that. But, yeah, that should uh, that should be a Doc B pizza party that Saturday, so y'all be partying all day long. So, yeah, go have your alumni fun, and then bring all those cats out to the berm, and we'll get them fed. Yep, we'll, we'll get them over there to you so you can interact with them, too. 
because there is a uh, ton of Dr. Pepper out on the berm. <laughs> that is for sure. I, I like how much Dr. Pepper we drank on that weekend. <laughs> Probably uh, all. What, what does it like to say? All twenty-three flavors. Yeah. We drank. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> but no, looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing everyone. Looking forward to getting out there with you guys as well. Because I don't know if I'll be able to make it down before that weekend. I mean, I guess that's only a month and a half away. Um, so I don't know if I'll be down there before that. So looking forward to getting back to Norman. That's that's for sure. Yeah, not that far away, man. And, you know, we just mentioned the Doc B. Pizza Party. And uh, we'll, we'll get wrapped up here in a bit. But, yeah, we just min- mentioned the Doc B. Pizza Party, and that's coming fast. We are uh, a little over a week away from conference play. That's sad that those Saturdays during conference play, our uh, buddy Russ Ortiz likes to uh, keep us uh, fat and happy out on the berms with all that all that Pizza Hut pizza. So if you're, uh, if you're listening, make sure – that if you make it to any games during during the rest of the season, you want to be there on Saturday uh, during conference play because if you're out on the berms, you're going to get some pizza and you're going to get to meet a lot of interesting characters out there. It's going to be fun, and you know we're trying to build that 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 fan uh, fan environment that we want for the SEC, and that's a good way to meet people, good way to get comfortable out there, and it's it's going to be a, an absolute great time. Brandon has witnessed it firsthand and he knows that it's a, uh, it's a good time. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a blast. And I think uh TCU weekend, the whiteboard's coming out. So it's whiteboard time. Yep. And I, you know, I wish I could play taps right now because our last outing on the berm, we had a, uh, we had a casualty rest in peace, bullhorn oh, rest no. in peace. <laughs> Hey, Johnny, do we have a space coming up on Thursday? I, you know, I don't know. Uh, do we Do we want to do a space Thursday? Cause I think I, it might be good to do a space, see if we can't get a couple of these guys on the team on there. Um, I know they like to join sometime just to – I know the last time we talked to them was before the season started. So it wouldn't be a bad bad time to get kind of an update, being a quarter through the season, and see if any of those guys, kind of how it's going, how they're feeling about the season, um, anything like that. It doesn't have to be a long one, but it might be good for – some interaction with some of those guys. Yeah, no, I'm totally down. And uh, is, that's exactly what we'll do. We'll uh, see what kind of, see if we can get some players drummed up, ready to go. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably shoot for what, eight o'clock, eight thirty on Thursday. Yeah. We might check with some of the guys, especially if they're going to get on. Cause they will Thursday, they will be getting down to Houston, having practice when they get down there. So I don't know kind of what time they wrap all that up. Yeah, so sometimes that's the best time to catch them because we can get them when they're in, in their hotels. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll do see what I can do about getting some guys together, and we will uh, we will space on Thursday. We'll get us a uh, D and D scouting report from from our our buddies uh, Danny and Drew. And depending on how depending on how basketball does, Toby may be going down there, so we may be able to get him on. I don't know if he's going down there or not. Um, if basketball doesn't do so so well this this week. Well, we sure hope basketball does well. We do hope that, but we like but Toby. If they don't, <laughs> but if, if they don't, we will get our Toby back. Maples does a great job, though. So, no, Maples does a fantastic yeah. job. I, uh, I don't know if y'all heard it today, but see, I didn't get to hear Maples over the weekend, but he had probably one of the best calls. I wish I had uh, pulled the audio on it because I'd put it on here. But uh, no, uh, he had a, had a call where he – called uh Rocco Gongora or what is his name? Rocco 
Garza. Garza. Yes, Rocco Garza Gongora. I my wife has me messed up because of Rock Regio. Mm-hmm. We keep calling him by that name and I hate it. But uh no, he was Rocco going going gone Gongora. <laughs> I can't even say it right. He had it perfect in call. But no, it was pretty pretty amazing. Maples does a fantastic job. But it will be nice to have Toby back full time. No doubt. Well, guys, it was good talking to you. I'm glad you guys had a, a great weekend down in Frisco. Um, but looking forward to hopefully another win tomorrow. And uh, hopefully the guys keep it rolling in the weekend and get a sweep this weekend. Yeah, great job, guys. Uh, really appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's have a good weekend. And uh, Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner.